For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. And in prison, you visited me. We hear this, this phrase repeated three times in our gospel reading. We hope to be able to see these and others, to see when someone's thirsty, to be able to give them drink, to, be a, to see a stranger and to be able to welcome them. But within our own daily lives, within our own humanity, there's so much of a struggle in being able to recognize that in others. When they were thirsty, when they were a stranger, when they were naked and ill or imprisoned. Because what we see in front of us as a human being also, we begin to compare and contrast. Oh, you look healthy. Why are you homeless? You are X, Y, and Z thing. Why are you this way? If you took care of yourself, then you wouldn't be ill. We find today, especially as we celebrate Christ the King, a completely different mindset that we're invited to participate in, a mindset that we're called to join, but most importantly, to allow Christ the King to enter into our lives. First, it speaks about us and our struggle as humanity because it's so hard for us to see these things in others. Our natural tendency is to compare and contrast ourselves to others. But instead, we come to find today also a great description of Jesus. As we celebrate today the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, we come to understand who Jesus is as King. When we think about kings and queens, the first and easy thing that we think of is the King and Queen of England. They rule a geographic area, they have power, they have jurisdiction, there's something that they get to do to rule, to govern over people. But today, we don't hear a description on how Jesus governs people, how Jesus rules over people. But instead, we find a description of Jesus in which he comes to care for everyone. This everyone here is not just those who need of care, not just who wants care, but every single person. The thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the ill, and the imprisoned. If we really begin to look into that, we begin to understand what Jesus is ruling and how he rules as a king. I was thirsty. As human beings, we are yearning for something more within our lives. And that yearning for more is for joy, for happiness, and for peace. We can go about our day, going about our lives, searching for this joy, this peace, this happiness within our lives. We can turn to anything in this world that tells us will bring us joy, peace, happiness. Look at it. Power, prestige, pleasure, name it all. But if we look at them very carefully, do they truly bring us joy? Do they truly bring us peace? Do they truly bring us happiness? Most of us will say, yeah, they do. But if we look very carefully and really ask ourselves, do they truly bring us joy? It really doesn't. It brings us this false sense of joy. It brings us this false sense of happiness. It brings us this false sense of peace. 
It may bring us a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of peace, but then we seek more. I think one of my favorite things is always to be able to watch is kids on Christmas Day. Parents get them all these great toys and everything else, but when, within 30, 35 to 40 minutes, they get bored of their toys already and throw it away and want something else. It's a child, but we too in our lives have the same challenge. Look at the phones we carry, the cars we drive. We always want something more, something better, because we are thirsty for something. We are thirsting and yearning for something. And that something is true joy, true peace, and true happiness. We all know where that source is. We all know where it comes from. But do we really want it? Do we really seek it? Jesus here is trying to show us that he's going to rule. He's going to provide these for us. And he wants to give us these things. And for that reason, he seeks us out. And he doesn't rule with an iron fist. But instead, he rules with love. The love of every single person created in his image and likeness. The stranger, someone who doesn't recognize, someone who's not welcome, someone who doesn't belong. We all belong to someone. We all belong to a family that has a mother, that has a father, that has a lineage, a history. We belong to someone. And in that belonging, we have community. We have a sense of love. But within our own lives, we do have a sense of family. We have a sense of community. But look at our spouses. Look at our children. They will try and attempt to love us the best they can. But even that, they're limited in their capacity. They make you angry. They make you frustrated. Sometimes they betray your trust. Sometimes they hurt you. We feel like strangers we feel isolated and alone, but we're not truly alone here. Jesus invites us today, if he, if he is allowed to be the king of our hearts, allowed to be the king of our world, we have a sense of belonging. We are welcome to this loving relationship, but this loving relationship is not something that is limited to humanity itself. But he will love us for who we are. He will love us with all our brokenness, our frailty, our weakness, and makes us welcomed. But how many of us want the king of the universe to rule our hearts? How many of us want the king to enter into our life? Naked and you clothe me. This nakedness is not the sense that we think of when we think of the word naked, of being clothed, being without clothes. But the fact in scripture, the word naked entails who we truly are being comfortable with who we are, our brokenness, our sinfulness, our frailty, our strengths, our weaknesses. So many times within our lives, we don't want people to see who we truly are. We are comfortable with this facade we have. We're comfortable with wearing this mask. But how long can we keep up this fake aspect of our lives? How can we keep up this fake identity and not be truly who we're meant to be? 
The Lord wants to be able to love us even through all that. Our weakness, our frailty, our imperfections. He doesn't want to condemn each and every one of us. He doesn't want to punish us for our weaknesses. He doesn't want to exploit us. But instead, He wants to love us as frail, as broken, as weak, as imperfect as we are. So my dear brothers and sisters, who is ruling our life? Who has control of our life? Is it ourselves, the ego we carry, the self-centeredness? Is it power? Is it pleasure? Is it prestige? Is it money? What is ruling our life today? Because we have to begin to ask ourselves, does that bring us true joy, true peace, and true happiness? And I can promise you this, my dear brothers and sisters, it doesn't. But the king of the universe, the king who created all things, is seeking after each and every one of us today. He's coming to knock at each and every one of our doors to ask us if we want to let him rule our hearts. He's not going to force himself into our hearts. He's not going to bring an army to break down the walls in our hearts. But he's going to wait patiently outside our door, asking and seeking us. Because he wants to rule our hearts. He wants to shower us with true joy, true peace, true happiness. But what differs between the king of the universe, Jesus Christ, and the king of England or any other king in this world? He wants us to choose him. He wants us to choose him as, his, as our king. We're not going to be like the king of England and inherit the monarchy. But he wants us to choose him to be the king of our hearts so that he can provide us and shower us with his love, his joy, his peace, his happiness. Because that's what we're meant to be. That's what we're meant to have. And he's seeking us every day, my dear brothers and sisters. So what do we want for us? Do we want to be ruled by chains and weights and be burdened by all these things? Or do we truly want to be free? And at the end of the day, again, the choice is yours.